This morning I want to talk to you about finding peace. Last week we talked about finding Jesus and how the three wise men came to find Jesus. And they, it wasn't an easy task. It took them years. They had to search and search. They followed the star. And it took them a while. And when they arrived, some people think he, he was about three years old when, they, when he arrived. Some people think he was about eight. I'm leaning more towards the three-year-old mark. And when they brought with him the three gifts, what were those gifts? Gold. And myrrh, and we remember last week we talked about gold. They were bringing gold to recognize him in this manger, like in this town of Bethlehem, in this, this barn, which I know that he didn't stay in the barn for three years, but you know what I'm saying. In this small town, they brought him gold to say, you are the king. And they brought him frankincense, which represents um, incense that we lift up in prayer to heaven. It, frankincense is used in the altar of incense to go to heaven. They brought them to him to recognize you are God. They were recognizing that in him. And then the third thing they brought him was myrrh. And myrrh is the oil that we used to anoint, or they used to anoint dead bodies back. It even says that when Jesus was in the tomb that Nicodemus was going with myrrh to anoint Jesus' body. They were bringing him to recognize the sacrifice that he would make, to take away, make no point. Make, listen, I'm about to preach. I'm going to have to hold mic. This mic's flopping on me. See, the world wants to call out all your sins all the time, but I know my King Jesus, my Savior, my friend, he said that he came to take away the sins of the world. The book of Daniel prophesies that he would make an end to transgression. So don't let the world tell you about your sin because Jesus says there's no condemnation to those who are in me. You are set free by his grace, by his mercy. Does that mean that we should keep sinning? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But thank you, Jesus, for making us pure and white as snow. Amen? So this week I want to talk about finding peace. Y'all missed it last week, obviously. That was a good sermon, you know? But this will be too. I want to talk about finding peace. Honest, honest survey. Give me an honest survey and some duct tape because this microphone. How many in here, you really need some peace right now? It's amazing to me how the general consensus is everybody. How many of you, you could honestly say, you know, I've struggled with anxiety. How many would say, I'm struggling with it right now, Pastor? Them lights got me almost having a seizure. <laughs> we need to put disclaimers out in the hallway that says flashing lights. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to find that peace. Jesus paid for that peace. And so before I get into this, I want to invite you back tonight because we're going to have a Christmas concert and it is beautiful and it's awesome, it's exciting, it's loud, it's fun. There's some surprises. I got some surprises. It's really going to be like a Hallmark movie surprise, you know, the one you saw coming from the beginning and you didn't think that about midway, it might not happen, but at the end it happens. I want you to come back 6 o'clock tonight, okay? Now let's find peace. Let's look at our main scripture for the, uh, the morning. It says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is giving. Unto us. Say unto us. Now say it unto me. You have to understand that Jesus came for you. He did not come for himself. He did not come for a spectacle. He came for you. So I want you to say it again, unto me. 
You need to start receiving what Jesus did for you. You need to start receiving in you what Jesus paid for you. I have this prayer that I say when I pray for people. If I'm praying for healing or a miracle or something in their life, I always say, God, we don't accept anything less than what your son paid for on the cross and rose out of the grave from. We don't receive anything less. We have to take hold of that for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful. His name will be called Counselor. His name will be called Mighty God. His name will be called Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. In a time where we live where everything seems chaotic, most people know me as the person that can operate in chaos. And it's okay because I kind of create it most of the time, so I had to figure out how to live in it. If you lived in here, you know a lot of people have squirrel, a squirrel in their brain. I have 30. And all their tails are on fire. Okay? But if I can teach you anything today is that the peace that Jesus paid for us to have, it's readily available. And just like when I pray, God, we don't accept anything less than what your son uh, paid for on the cross or paid for when he rose out of the grave, we should be taking hold of that peace in our life and say, all this chaos, all this problems in my life, I need to squash that because Jesus brought me peace. And if I ain't receiving the peace, then I ain't receiving him. We can, peace is not something that just, like, just like accidentally falls on you. Peace is not something that you take a medicine for and then all of a sudden it kind of hum, comes to you. That's not even what peace is. You may need that to calm the squirrels in your head. But peace is a product that Jesus paid for. Somebody, need, somebody needs to hear that peace also ain't found in CBD. Mm. Who, who whooped? Oh, MC, get out them gummies. <laughs> Wynell said, don't be throwing away my customers. <laughs> Surely he's borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God. This is Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. Afflicted, all that for us. He came to us. He was wounded. What was it? And I say it personally. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was burned. I want you to say it personally. We're not changing the scripture because it was our, but today I want you to recognize it as me as part of the hour. He was bruised for my iniquities. And the chastisement and the translation of that is punishment. The punishment, the hard, the hardness, the struggle. The struggle, the punishment, the chastisement of my peace was laid on him. See, he paid for this. He made a way for this. He, he made a way for us to have peace. You know what the, the biblical word for peace is? Did anybody want to take a stab at it? Some of you know. Starts with an S, ends with a alom. Shalom. Which would be, have you ever heard of the term Jehovah Shalom? Did you know that that's only found actually one time in the Bible? And I didn't even think about that. The Holy Spirit just dropped this in my spirit this this morning as I was praying over you guys and and, and getting ready to come out and preach. And It only happens one time in the Bible, and it happens in the middle of this chaos. 
And so if you don't know, you can go back and read it in Judges chapter 6 where Gideon is getting ready to go fight the Midianites who were, who were destined to lose. And he asked God, are you with me? And, she, and it says the angel of the Lord, but it was a capital A and a capital T. And last time I checked, we don't capitalize angels unless it was Jesus. So Jesus is there and he says, I am with you. I am with you. And so Gideon gets up and he makes this sacrifice and he sacrifices. And then, and then to prove, to prove that he was with him, it says that this fire of God comes down and consumes this sacrifice. And then he recognizes that God really is with him. Have you ever had one of those moments, maybe not, maybe not a fire from heaven coming and consuming your Big Mac, but have you ever had those moments where you, you saw God show up and you said, I know you are with me. I know you're with me. And so Gideon looks up and he says, I'm about to build an altar and I will call this place Jehovah Shalom. Not because he's with me. It wasn't had nothing to do with that. He said, I'm going to call this place Jehovah Shalom because in the middle of this chaos, in the middle of the battle that I'm about to face, God is my peace. Man, it doesn't get any better than that. I remember, I'll give you one of my moments. I did a funeral. Well, I don't know if I ever showed, shared this with you. The first funeral I ever did was for you. Not for you, you're here. <laughs> but for your husband. I got all those people to say roll tide that day, didn't I? I'll never forget this. It's, it's one of those simple moments where God become even more real to me. I was nervous as a cat because y'all know I say stupid stuff all the time. And I prayed. I remember praying before I stood up. My hands are, are sweaty and I don't, I'm not a nervous person, you know, but my hands were sweating, and, you know, everything else was sweating. And I just said, Lord, please let me represent your kingdom today. And I stood up, and I did the funeral, and I sat down. And we got ready, and we went to the graveside, and I performed what I did, what I normally do at the graveside, and normally I don't stand around and talk, I leave. And so I turned around and left, and this old gentleman walks right up to me with all this intent. He sticks out his hand, and he says, Sir, you represented the kingdom well today. And shook my hand. I'll never forget that moment. We all have moments when God says, I'm here. I'm your peace. You know, in that, that moment, I will, I will talk to him about that in heaven. I'll never forget it. Look for those moments when he's telling you, I'm here. And so Gideon said, hey, you know what? In the middle of the, he could have said a lot of things. God is with us. Jehovah's with us. You know, I mean, all the, he could have gave him a hundred, hundred different names. But the, the name that Gideon decided to give him was Jehovah Shalom, which is my peace. And you know what Shalom actually means? It means completeness, safety, sound mind, welfare, health, prosperity, peace, quiet, tranquility, contentment. So when I think of peace, I think of steady. When I think of peace, I think of I'm okay. I think about peace and I think about all the people throughout the Bible. The, the three guys who had to walk into the furnace, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abingo, Abednego. They walked right into that furnace with peace. It wasn't a apathy. Don't mistake peace for apathy. You know what apathy means? Apathy means you just don't care. And that's what the world is driving us to. I'm just following the Holy Spirit right now. It's not on my notes. I want you to hear me. 
The world is driving us to apathy and, and masking it as peace. You know, you ever had those moments when you just fight and fight and fight and fight, and then you're just like, I just don't care anymore. i got to have peace. I just don't care anymore. I'm not doing it. That's not peace. Because Gideon could have took that, and he actually could have said, you know what? <laughs> I'm not fighting these guys. I know they got a few of our people captive. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to find some peace. But he didn't. He said, God, I'm going in to fight. I need to know that you're with me. And his answer was, I'm coming with peace. That means that I can walk through the fire. You know that song? He never promised that the cross would not get heavy or the hill would not be hard to climb. Yeah? He never offered our victories without fighting. But he said help would always come in time. Just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision. And the adversary's telling you to give in. Oh, just hold on. My God will show up. What does he do? He'll take you through the fire again. That's peace. That's peace. But you better believe the enemy is trying to destroy our peace. And he does that in a few different ways. I wrote down a few enemies of peace. And I think some of you will probably um, track right along with that. First enemy of peace, I think, is an obvious one. is finances. <laughs> I mean, financial stress is the ultimate enemy of peace. I'm not going to go into any Dave Ramsey stuff today because y'all don't care. And if you're like me, I've paid all the Dave Ramsey stuff. I've watched all the stuff and I still spend money like crazy. My new thing when Mary gets mad at me, she's like, we got to stop spending so much money. I'm like, Mary, everybody does it. <laughs> she's like, I'm tired of us struggling now. Come on, hold on. She's like, I'm like everybody's struggling. <laughs> you see how the enemy just wants to put you in that boat. And drive it for you. Financial stress is an enemy of your peace. And you need to declare peace over whatever's raging inside of you, telling you to get into that place. Amen. 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 Number two is your time. We are, we are being consumed. Oh, man. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We are literally being consumed. We're not consumers. We're called consumers. But we are being consumed. Our time is being evaporated. If I was to ask how many people in here are working two jobs, who would raise your hand? Yeah, okay, me and why now? All right, Judy, MC. Mary, you ain't working two jobs, girl. That is a boutique. You sell clothes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She does work hard. Buy clothes from her. Get in financial stress buying clothes from Mary, please. Makes my financial stress lower. <laughs> See? Consuming. <laughs> We've got to find a way to fight for our time if we're going to find peace. These are enemies of our peace. These are this, you know, we might not have Midianites chasing after us like Gideon did, but we got these other things chasing after us pretty hardcore. And if we're going to go into battle with them, we got to go into it with peace so that we can overcome them. 
The third thing that is an enemy of our peace is absence from the Word of God. If you don't get into the Word, you're not going to have any footing to find the peace in the storm. You know, I was thinking about it like, you know, I don't want to jump ahead in my sermon, but a lot, we, we look everywhere for peace. We, we do, we'll do anything. We'll listen. To, like, I listen. You know, <laughs> y'all want to hear the funniest story ever? Oh, the fun. Can I tell this story, Mary? Yes! <laughs> it is. I listen, I listen to prayer and the Bible while I sleep. And I found this new thing called the Abide app. And so I, I turn it up. I turn it pretty loud because if I, I have I have ringing in my ears really bad because I've been playing music for a long time and my ears are damaged. And so like if there was quietness, literally all I would hear was like all the time. It's terrible. I don't know if it's called tinnitus, tinnitus, tinnitus. It's called ringing in my ears. It hurts. It's terrible. And so I listen to stuff fairly. I got a fan going. I got a, a, a fan machine sound thing going. And then I got this guy going, <clears throat> close your eyes. I want you to focus on the clouds. Relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Take a deep breath. God's word is in you. And so the other night, Mary wakes me up, and she's like, why are you telling me to relax my shoulders? Like, stop. <laughs> oh, yeah, she said, she was halfway asleep. She's like, I missed one of them. Tell me what to do again. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> we'll do anything to find peace. Mandy, Mary's sister, whew. We was, in, we, was in, we was on vacation, and we got the joy of rooming with her. And she has one of those apps, too. But hers is weird. <laughs> we lay down, and she's like, I'm going to listen to a sleep story. And I was like, is that similar to like the Abide app? Like, read script? She's like, yeah. Yeah. She plays that thing, and I lay down. She goes, he goes welcome to Africa. I'm like, what is this thing? I said, you got to turn that off. She said, I can't. I can't sleep. And she pulls her little, like she's got these bright little, she sleeps, she actually is one of those people that sleeps with a mask on, you know, and she's like, pulls the thing over and it's like, out. And it's like, <laughs> man, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, You know, and it's like, it's like spatial audio, Dolby Atmos. It feels like it's flying over you. And so the whole night I'm sitting there like this right here, got my pistol and I'm ready to shoot one of these monkeys that's coming out of the closet, I can tell you. <laughs> That has nothing to do with the sermon. But, you know, the thing is, we look for peace in a lot of different ways. And the fact is, is those things, we're looking to, we're looking to produce something that we actually have to choose to have. Because it's already paid for us. It's already been established. Peace is not a feeling that you get. Peace is a choice of how you're going to stand in the middle of the chaos. Let me say it again. Peace is not a feeling that you have. Peace is a choice of how you're going to think and stand in the middle of the chaos. So let's talk about this a little bit. Let's talk about the principles of peace. Speaking of um, being out of the word, 
you know, January 1st is rolling around. I want you to download the YouVersion Bible app on your phone, and I want you to start the one-year Bible with me. Uh, we've had several people do that with great success, and I think it's good. It doesn't take but 15 minutes a day, and you can read the Bible in one year. Will you do that with me? Will you make that commitment? Yeah. Let's talk about some principles of peace. This is a quote from Dr. David Jeremiah, a good friend of mine. I'm just kidding. I listen to him on the radio. Because the Holy Spirit is resident in the life of every believer. Because the Holy Spirit's in you. It becomes possible for every believer to experience peace. For those who have accepted the grace of God, we must now ask what exactly is peace. A person may grow weary of constant noise and say, I just want a little peace and quiet. We understand what they mean. But the absence of noise is not peace. Remember? Peace is not a feeling that you get when everything's calm. It would be great if there were no military conflicts, but the absence of war is not peace either. This is one of the greatest revelations that I ever received because when we think about peace, we think that everything actually, we kind of tame it down to that everything is calm and slow and quiet. But if you're like me, I'm not a sitter. Like I can't even make it through one television show. You know, because there's just literally, that, that quietness drives me nuts. I have to get up and go wash a dish or something or go throw stuff away or make a bed. You know, that's not, that has nothing to do with peace. For us, the peace that Jesus paid for is a mindset that we hold on to in the middle of a storm. So write this down with me. Peace is not the absence of chaos. We're all going to have chaos in our lives. We're all going to have times when it seems really crazy. We're going to have times when it seems like it's really good. We're all going to have these things, but peace is not the absence of chaos. And then I was thinking about this scripture, which is so good. Uh, and we know the scripture, you know the storm, the storm. Jesus says, peace be still, you know all that. Well, the revelation that I got from this in Mark chapter 4, verse 37 says that the great windstorm arose and the waves were beating into the boat so that it was already filling with water. How many has ever been on a cruise ship with me? Yeah. How many has ever been on a cruise ship? Period. How many ever get seasick every time you go? Jay, you remember how sick I was, buddy? It was terrible, wasn't it? I was sitting at the dinner table and I was like... Hum. Hum. And then Shep's like, I want the snails. Hum. I get so sick on them things, but it's so fun. I love it. Y'all should see me in my American flag Speedo going down through there. Listen, who wants to go on a cruise with me now, huh? <laughs> hey, Wayne, I saw you. It don't take but a little bit of, a little bit of boat rocking to mess somebody's world up. I remember poor Pammy on the first cruise I took her on. She got so sick, I, we'd go in her room, she's just laying flat on the floor. She said, I paid the extra money so the helicopter could take me away. <laughs> that, none of that is a lie. <laughs> it don't take much <laughs> to really rock your boat. And in this moment, we see, man, that, that the, the, the waves are beating this boat. Back then, I'm pretty sure they didn't have metal boats. I'm, they're wooden. You know, and the water's feeling. And this is what just stood out to me. It says, but he was in the stern asleep. 
on a pillow. And they awoke him and said, teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? So in the middle of someone else's mindset of chaos, Jesus was sound asleep. That storm didn't bother him. That beating against the ship didn't bother him. It was bothering everybody else. But Jesus was at peace. And that is inside of us. If Christ is in you, then that is the same thing that we have in us. We have the ability to have that kind of peace in the middle of our chaos. You see, peace is not the absence of chaos. It's how we treat the chaos. They call me at work the calming enthusiast because I can literally be in the middle of people screaming, children stabbing folks. It happens. And I can just literally maintain my composure and try to calm people down. Now that's, I'm not bragging and saying, hey, I got peace, y'all need to get it. I'm saying I understand the concept of how the mind can take control of the chaos inside of you and you can literally walk through the storm in peace. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to. You just got to figure it out. Christ is the, listen, he is the one who brought it to us. It is available It ain't one of these things, well, some people get it, pastor, and some people don't. That is not true. Christ came to me. Remember? For unto me a child was born. You getting it now? So he walks out to the wind, and he said to the sea, you know what he did? (laughs) This is good. Some of y'all that are spiritually minded, y'all going to get this. Some of you that are almost there, you might get it tonight in the middle of the night when you wake up. And some of you that don't care, you ain't going to get it. But he literally took what was in him and he imparted it into the everything around him. And he looked into the storm and said, peace. He just told everything around him to react the way that he was reacting. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Now, we may not can walk into the middle of a fight in a brawl or a riot and say, peace, and everybody just drop their swords and be like, whoa. But we can walk into the middle of the storm, maintaining our composure, walking with Christ. There are some things in our life right now, there are some things in your life, maybe your work, or maybe it's your family, or maybe it's, it's your friends. I don't know what it is, but you need to be walking with the peace of Jesus into every scenario. And don't let the devil and his plans shake you by chaos. I'm telling you, walk with the authority of Jesus Christ and the mindset that the peace that he has for me lives in me, walks with me, is with me, and I don't have to be shaken. I can allow it to shake me. If If I want to, but I don't have to allow it to shake me. I can have peace. Now, that's not one of those things I'm going to snap my finger. Bam, you got the gift. You can figure it out. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some word. It's going to take some practice. It's going to take some you walking into it and getting through it about 30 seconds and collapsing and walking out and saying, Lord, help me. Give me strength. You understand? You see, because number two, peace knows everything's okay. 
Peace truly knows everything is okay. I want you to get to that place. That's faith in Christ. When your world hits rock bottom, Jesus is still there. He is still good, and everything is still okay. Philippians 4, 4 through 7 says, Let your gentleness be evident among all. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, be in prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Look at this. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind. Transcend is simply a word that means to go beyond or surpass. It means people don't understand it. They won't understand it. It goes beyond their understanding. I wrote this down by Max Lucado in, in a wonderful book that he wrote. If you want to write this down and read this, I think everyone in here can benefit from this book. It's Grace for the Moment, Volume 2. It's learning how to have grace in, the mom, in the, those hard moments. And he says, believing prayer, ushers, believing prayer ushers in God's peace. Not a random, nebulous, earthly peace, but His peace. Imported from heaven. The same tranquility that, mar- that marks the throne room, God offers that to you. You literally can have a peace from heaven when you believe and you pray. And the final thing that I want you to understand, and I've kind of touched base with it a little bit, but this is, it's just such a big thing because we are creatures that try to find solutions. That's our nature as humanity. And so we try to find a hundred different ways to find peace without Christ. And it's never going to work because peace is not a feeling. Peace isn't produced by anything of the world. Anything. Okay? Peace is your mindset to the chaos. Philippians 4 says this in verse 11. He says, I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content in every circumstance. I have learned to be content in every circumstance. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance. I'm sorry, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. How many has ever heard that scripture? Yeah, how many has quoted that before, right? Do you literally know what he's talking about? He's not talking about I can run this marathon, right? He's not talking about I can pole vote over this pole. He's not talking about I can hold my breath. breath, breath uh. <laughs> See what I'm saying? I'd say anything. Hold my breath for 30 minutes, you know? Am I red yet? <laughs> He's talking about when the secret to being content. 
the secret of peace in the middle of having everything or having nothing. The se- he talks about, I have learned the secret to be content. And then he finishes up, I can do it in Christ who strengthens me. This is, this is where we, we are, guys. And if, if we're going to find that peace this Christmas holiday, then we've got to work on it. And we've got to choose to have peace in those moments of chaos. We've got to choose to say, God, I trust you. Even though it seems like everything around me is falling apart, I choose to trust that you are with me and everything's okay. And then you can say this prayer, Lord, give me that peace. Give me that patience. Be careful about that, though. You know, you always hear these these people say, don't pray for patience. Well, I think you should because the Bible says to. But just be ready because he's not going to flip a switch for patience. He's going to give you opportunities to be patient. And then you need to respond with it. Find in your prayer, find time to say, God, help me. Help me to have peace in the moments of my storms. Say it like this. Just be real with him. Say, Lord, Jesus, like, help me to have the same peace on that boat that you did in the middle of the storm. Some of us over the next few days, we might not be looking to have the best Christmas holiday ever. Some of us may be walking right into chaos and we know it and we're dreading it and I'm telling you don't build up self-talk anybody ever heard of self-talk that's where you have the argument in your head before you have it in real life and then you always win that argument but then it never works out that way how many does that every day we got two people that tell the truth in the house and the rest of you are going to hell that's all right. Cancel the self-talk and talk to Jesus. Don't let the devil create dialogue in your mind when you should be talking to him on the throne, or to God on the throne. And ask him to give you that peace in the middle of it. And he will give you the words to say. He will give you the thoughts to think. He will comfort your heart. He will hold you steady if you walk with him. That's the peace that we need. Amen. Will you stand with me all over the room? I'm not going to do an altar call for this specifically because everybody in here would be in the altar, and that's okay. Right now, in this moment, I'm going to say we all need peace because every one of you raised your hand. You said, I'm looking for peace. Today, I taught you how to get it. It doesn't come through a calming app. It doesn't come through, through, uh, through you know, listening to these. Ooh. Don't act like y'all know what that is. Mary tries to play that stuff in my ear. I'm like, get that out of me. <laughs> my frequencies go like venom from Spider-Man. Peace is not found in stuff like that. It really isn't. You know, I'm hesitant. I, don't, I, don't, I will never say that you shouldn't uh, take your medicine prescribed by your doctor because that's, that's, that's an ignorant statement. Because there could be things that you need those things for. But what I am going to say is that if you're looking for peace in the storm, that is found through Jesus. So some of you may need to take your medicine <laughs> That even gets you in the mindset to say, I can have peace. 
But what I'm telling, and whether you agree with me or not on that, listen, <laughs> I believe that God can heal all things and he can transform every mind. But let me tell you and shoot you straight, if you're not in a mental state to hear what I'm saying about the Lord, then you ain't going to receive it. So I need to get you in a place where you can listen first. You following me? We've got to find that peace. We've got to choose that peace. It's not something that's going to fall on you by accident. It is not something that you're going to just feel. The peace that Jesus paid for is something you've got to choose. So every head bow and eye close in this moment. Lord, today, I ask that you will inspire every single person in this room to find the peace that you paid for, to look for it, to search for it, to take it, to want it. We all have struggling chaoses. We all have things that, that bog us down. And we, Lord, you know, you know how the world is and how the chaos is, and our time is stolen away, our finances just evaporate. And we get to the place where we can't even read your word because we're so consumed with life. God, I ask that you will just break every single bit of that, the power and the struggle off of us from those things right now in the name of Jesus. I ask that those things be bound up and locked off, pulled off of us. And God, I just ask that you will just draw us in so that we can find your peace. Lord, the one thing that I'm asking today, the one thing that I'm asking is that when each one of these individuals run into a moment this week that's going to be a little chaos, I ask that you will remind them of this word and let them choose that peace. Just like Gideon about to march before the Midianites and, and go into battle and you were with him, God, I ask that you will remind us that you're with us. That's true peace. Every head bowed and eye closed, if you're in this room today and you said, Pastor, I'm so broken and I'm hurting and I just need Jesus. I just need him. And I just want to make sure in this moment that I am his and he is mine. Will you just lift your hand? Thank you for that hand. Thank you, hands all over the place. Anyone else? Why don't you say this prayer with me? Lord, I have found many ways to do life just alone. But from this moment on, I want to do life with you. I want you to lead me and guide me, convict me of my sin, draw me closer to you. That's what I want. So I ask that you will forgive me of my sin. And I receive that forgiveness. God, teach me your peace. Teach me that you're with me. And if I stray away like the lost sheep, I know you'll come for me. 
Thank you, Lord, for your mercy and your grace. In Jesus' name, amen.